just to try to, to drive the point home, point, point, huh? Yeah. Just to try to drive the point home and also to try to untangle my tongue that apparently isn't working very well today. Episode 1202 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, stop with the self-sabotage. Hey, y'all. So uh, one of the things that's on my to-do list, maybe for this weekend, I don't know, TBD on that, but it's got to get done relatively soon, is uh, digging out the shop vac from the garage and uh, firing that joker up and vacuuming out the inside of my car. Uh, note, I did not say detailing my car because ain't nobody got time to detail my car or well, maybe to put it another way, I don't care enough about the state of the inside of my car to actually go through like a proper detailing process. Certainly not going to pay anybody for it. Uh, but one, the one piece of my car that like, I don't have to do anything to is the seat. Why? You know why? Because I use a dry seat. Uh, I, I have my dry seat. It's like permanently installed in my car. Not that it needs to be. Um, because it's easy in, easy out, but like, I pretty much only take my car somewhere when there's going to be funk involved. I'm driving somewhere or I, I, I'm driving somewhere. Of course I'm driving somewhere. I'm driving somewhere to go run. You know, I'm going to go hit the trails, going to go hit, uh, hit one of the, the long run venues that I frequent here in town. And, uh, I'm going to be sweaty. I'm going to be, if, if I'm on the trails, I'm going to be a, a funky mess, uh, when I, when I head home. And so I just, I just keep the dry seat permanently installed in, in my car and uh, hop in, no funk on the car seat, no dirt, no grime, no sweat, no nothing. The car seat is clean. The rest of my car, not so clean. If, if Dry seats, if, if they came up with like a full interior dry seat, I might have to go for that. I might have to go for that. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by, by dry, dry Seats. They're the sponsor for today in case you haven't figured that out yet. And uh, as, as much as I don't like, maybe the reason I don't vacuum my car out more often is because I know that my, my car seat's fine. If, if my dry seat, when my dry seat gets funky enough... I just strip that joker off. Takes about 1.7 seconds to take it out of my car seat. It literally, it takes about 1.7 seconds. It's that, it's that quick and easy. Throw that joker in the in the laundry in the washing machine, and uh, bada boom, bada bam. Whenever that, however long it takes for the washing cycle to, to finish up. What's what's a washing cycle take these days? 40 minutes, something like that. Um, but zero effort, right? Other than just throwing it in the washing machine, adding a little detergent, pressing the buttons, good to go. Uh, take it out, let it let it air dry. I could probably throw it in the in the dryer. I don't know. I I, I just let that joker air dry. And then uh, put it back in my car. It takes another maybe, maybe 1.7 seconds to uninstall. It takes about 2.4 seconds to install. Just slightly, slightly longer installation process. But the point being, uh, my the, the seat in my car, it's it it looks. I would say it looks like it's brand new, but we got our car. We got, we got my car with 100,000 miles on it. It's, the car seat has never looked brand new, but it looks about as good as it did with 100,000 miles on it, thanks to a dry seat. So, uh, get yourself a dry seat if you haven't gotten yourself one already. Uh, great for for you know basically keeping all the funk off your car seat, whether it's running funk, kid funk, drive-through funk, whatever it is, it keeps it off of your, your car seat. Uh, doesn't, doesn't solve the problems in the rest of the car. They do have an, uh, an armrest uh, dry seat as well, which I might could use for the little center console. But, uh, you know, you're still going to get some funk on the floorboards. You know, you might still get some funk in the, in the trunk or where the kids are, things like that. Uh, but if you got a bucket seat, you got a, a captain's chair, Throw a dry seat on that joker and you will be good to go. Dry-seats.com. That's dry with an I, D-R-I-seats.com. Diz20 at checkout. Saves you 20% on your order and uh, definitely comes highly recommended from the, the Casa de Diz. Rebecca loves hers. I love mine. Uh, I don't know that Addison really has a, 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 a ways in on the subject, 
but uh, I can I can give it uh, a full Diz Runs seal of approval for whatever that's worth. It's worth something, I think. Anyway, dry-seats.com, Diz20 at checkout. Save yourself 20%. So today, uh, talking about self-sabotage and something that uh, I see a little bit more often than I would like to. And it really doesn't matter how you define success for yourself as a runner. You know, for some of us, it's it's a distance play. For some of us, it's a speed play. For some of us, it's, it's just staying healthy and enjoying running and, and, you know, having that goal of like, I want to keep running until, you know, they put me in the ground, as I like to say, or just as long as possible for, for the rest of my life. Whatever, whatever your running goals are, however ambitious they may or may not be, um, you know, we all have our goals, right? And, and, and nobody's goals are better or worse than anybody else's. They're just, they're just our goals. And that's, and that's all well and good. And the fact of the matter is, is that no matter what your goal might be, there's going to be things that, that get in the way right? You know, sometimes heaven forbid, we deal with niggles and injuries and things like that, that get us away from running for a while. Uh, sometimes life just gets super busy. You know, it's, it's kids and it's work and it's this and it's that. And then all of a sudden, you know, we really struggle to find the time to, to get our miles in, you know, where, where are we going to have time for this and time for that and time for all of the other things? Um, sometimes it's just, you know, life happens, right? You get sick, kids get sick, there's emergencies, there's, there's all kinds of, of ways that life screws the pooch at times. And, uh, as a result, you know, I mean, that, that, that happens, right? We can, we can pretend like everything's isolated and, uh, life never happens, but that's, that's a fantasy land. That's, that's, that's a world I wish I lived in, but it's not the world in which that I, in which that I do sure in which I live in. Um, because, because there's always something right. And, and it may, maybe not always, but inevitably there is going to be something at some point that gets in our way, right? Again, you, you can't argue that you, you, there's no shame in that. There's no, um, reason to, to, you know, try to fight it. Like it's just, it just life happens, right? In in all its various forms and permutations, life happens. That said, if, if we're honest, I think that perhaps the biggest obstacle that we're ever going to have to deal with, maybe the most omnipresent obstacle that we're ever going to have to deal with in the pursuit of our goals is, uh, is ourselves is, is, is me for me is you for you. We, we have this, this tendency as humans, I think sometimes to just get in our own way, <laughs> make, make our lives more difficult than they need to be. I wish, I wish it wasn't the case. Uh, but it is. And I've seen it a lot of times with, with various folks that I've worked with over the years. And, and I don't say that in any judgment, anybody that's, that I'm working with, I'm not, I'm not calling you out, I'm calling me out as much as anybody. We'll get to that here in a, in a minute. Um, but I, I've seen it from a coach's perspective. I've certainly seen it from myself as a running perspective, all kinds of ways that we get in our, in our, you know, that, that we self-sabotage, that we, that we make it harder for ourselves to be successful in the pursuit of our running goals. Um, but I think sometimes, maybe most of the time, we don't necessarily realize that we're doing it. Right. I think that sometimes this, the self-sabotage that happens for us as runners and, and again, maybe for us as humans in a broader sense, in various aspects of our life, other, other hobbies, other, other passions, perhaps professionally, perhaps in our, in our relationships and our family. I mean, you know, the, the more I think about some of this stuff, the more I think that I do tend to get in my, my own way pretty much across the board, but, I, but I don't think that I do it intentionally. In fact, I know I don't do it intentionally right? Like, like there's always all these ambitions, ambitious plans. Um, or sometimes it's just things that are happening below the surface. Um, legitimately at a subconscious level 
that until you stop and actually think about it, until you stop and kind of analyze a little bit and, and maybe be a little bit self-critical in terms of, of really looking at what, what for me, at what I'm doing, what I'm doing that's good, what I'm doing that's, that's less than good, how maybe the less than good is getting in the way of, of where I want to be, it's easy to not realize some of the self-sabotage behavior, again, that, that at least that I'm doing. And, and maybe this, that bodes true for you as well. So today I want to talk about five ways that you might just be getting in your own way. Uh, spoiler alert, five ways that I am absolutely getting in my own way of running success. And again, you could probably extrapolate out into other aspects of life, other goals that uh, I'm not hitting and achieving professionally, personally, familial, familially, close enough. Um, but the point being, five ways that I'm self-sabotaging myself Maybe one or two of these rings true to you. If it does, again, you know, apologies in advance that, that you're not not trying to 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 beat you up. I'm not trying to kick you when you when you're down. I'm not trying to rub any salt in any wounds. Um, just trying to make you potentially make you aware of things that you're not aware of. That by being aware, if you follow that logic, follow that that's that convoluted sentence. If you become aware of some of the things that you're not aware of, maybe you can correct them. Maybe you can fix them. Maybe you can get out of your own way for your running. Maybe you can extrapolate this out into areas of your life as well and make your, your path towards running success, however you define it, maybe just a little bit less rocky, maybe a little bit less bumpy, maybe a little bit smoother uh, heading into, you know, as this comes out in November of 2023, as we head into, into a new year or we start to think about heading into a new year, maybe we can make that, that 2024 just a little bit smoother and hopefully beyond as well. So here are five ways that I think we get in our own way for our success as runners and maybe life and everything in between. First and foremost, probably not a surprise if you've been around these parts for a while. I talk about it fairly regularly. It's being impatient, right? I think that uh, it's no surprise that we we want it. And we want it now. You know, look at look at Amazon. You know, one click. You know, they, 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 there continues to be talk about same day deliveries. You know, if you live in certain parts of of the the country of the world where there's there's Amazon, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Distribution centers. And they can send a drone from the distribution center right to your house. You can order it, click it, deliver it to your house. Same day in an, in, a, in, a, in an hour, you know, grocery shopping. We want our, our, our Instacart delivered right now. If, if a website doesn't, doesn't load in two or three seconds, we just hell with it. Stop, move on, go on somewhere else. We, we, I, all of us, I think all of us, certainly I, struggle with impatience in certain areas of our life and running is no different, right? Like, like how many times have I, I don't know, maybe how many times have you seen somebody post, whether it's in the Facebook group or, you know, just on, on social media in general, maybe you hear it at some of the discussions at, at your local running club groups or your meet group runs or meetups or whatever, you know, oh, I've been, I've been doing X, Y, Z for three weeks and I don't see that, you know, whether it's heart rate training or speed work, or I've increased my mileage for three, three weeks. I don't feel like I'm, I'm getting any stronger. Well, like, yeah, it's been three weeks. It's been a week. I did, I did two heart rate runs. How come it, how come I'm, I'm still having to walk some? Well, cause you only, you only did two. And I, I'm not saying that to dismiss the two, but I'm saying that when it comes to physiological changes, and again, this isn't all about, this isn't at all about heart rate training. It's, it's a simple example for me because it's something I talk about obviously quite a bit. But running in general, right? You go for your first run, whatever it is. Maybe you ran around the block for the first time. The next day, maybe you ran around the block and then an extra 20 feet. But you didn't run, you, you probably didn't run a, a, a 10K that next day, right? You didn't go from one block to 10K 
in, in one day, easy peasy. That kind of progress takes time. It takes time for our bodies to adapt. It takes time for our bodies to get stronger. If you overload things too much, if you're too impatient, you know, you really start poking the, the injury bear. And ain't nobody got time to be injured, right? So, so we need to have a bit more patience. A lot of us do. I do think, for whatever it's worth, that at this point in my running career, I'm pretty good on the patience front. Now, that's, that's probably the one of these that I'm least dealing with right now, the five I'm going to dis- discuss, but I've, I've been there. I've struggled with impatience. 100% have struggled with impatience in the past. Um, and it's just, it's just the, fact, the fact is that change, lasting change, takes time. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we can all use a little bit more patience. So if you, if you're struggling, if you're trying to force the issue, maybe you're coming back from an injury and you're, you know, you, you ran a mile yesterday and you're like, well, damn, that felt pretty good. Maybe I can go for five today. No, 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 no. Maybe just run another mile today. Maybe even, t- maybe even don't run at all today. Maybe run a mile again tomorrow and, and really ease back into the waters. Because if you, if you try to rush that process too quickly, whether it's coming back from an injury, whether it's, you just, you're just on fire for running because you just ran your first 5k and like, you're, you're super excited and Hey, that's awesome. Welcome to this, this awesome world of running, but you don't need to, to go from 5k to marathon tomorrow, right? Or 5k to 10k or, or whatever the next thing is that you're, that you're itching for. You don't need to, to run faster tomorrow than you did today. Just be patient. My aunt used to say patience is a virtue and uh, I can't, I can't help but think of her anytime I start talking about patience because it really, it really truly is. And if you want the type of progress that I think we all want in terms of lasting progress, lasting growth, um, and just lasting running, right. The, for running to be part of our lives for more than just the next six or eight months, but you know, this, the next six, eight, 10, 20, 50 years, depending on, on how long you're planning on sticking around on this rock, um, you got to be patient with yourself as you're progressing toward whatever goals you're working towards. So patience is a virtue. Another area where we maybe try to get in our, maybe not try, but maybe we end up getting in our way a little bit of self-sabotage is playing the comparison game. This gets talked about a lot as well. And, and yes, I'm, I struggle with this too. Uh, but between social media, between Strava, shoot, sometimes between just hearing people on the podcast, right? We're, we're talking to other folks and, and, uh, you know, sometimes you talk to somebody and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I, I ran my, my first marathon and it was, you know, three hours and six minutes. And I was like kind of pissed because I didn't break three hours. And you're like, really, seriously, you're upset at a three hour and six minute marathon because you didn't, you didn't break three hours in your first marathon. You know, and then there's a, there's a lot of us over here, myself, that was like, yeah, my first marathon was, you know, only took an hour and 45 minutes longer than I thought it was, than I, than I thought I, w- I would run it in. And, you know, so, so many things I did wrong and so many things that, that, that were terrible. And, and, um, and you're over here complaining about a 306, you know, or whatever the case is, or, or somebody talks about how slow their, their run went and you're going, well, God, like, like that's faster than my fastest. You know, when it, when it comes to the comparison game, it's important to remember, and I try to say this is often because I think it's, imp- I, 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 I believe wholeheartedly that it's important and it can't be repeated enough that everything's relative, right? It's okay. If I, if I take a step back, it's okay for somebody to be upset that their first marathon was three Oh six. Um, if their goal was higher than that, right? If their goal was two forty five, and something went sideways and they ran three Oh six, like, like just because I can't run three Oh six at this point, And just because I wish I could run three Oh six at this point, doesn't mean that three Oh six was a good for a good time for them any more than if I ran a four fifteen marathon in the next couple of weeks, which I don't have any marathons planned, but just let's say I did. 
And for for reference, my my PR is three fifty eight, and I feel like I'm in better shape now than I was when I ran three fifty eight. So I feel like I could run at least as, as fast, if not faster. If I ran four fifteen, I'd probably be a little bit frustrated, a little bit upset, because for me, that's not where I want to be. Does doesn't make me better or worse than anybody else, but but for some of you, four fifteen that might be damn that might be that would be incredibly great. That'd be a great day at the office. If we start comparing ourselves, especially where we are to somebody else's highlight reel on social media, it's pretty easy to beat yourself up. It's pretty easy to to think that, speaking for myself, to think that I, I suck at a lot of things. I, I suck at coaching sometimes compared to what I see on social media. I suck as a runner almost all the time, every time I scroll through Strava, right? Um I suck as a parent sometimes because, you know, I, I don't take 47,000 pictures and pick the absolute best one of me and Addison doing something and post it on social media. In fact, I don't even post enough about me and Addison at all. Some of you might not even know that I have a, a kid for the last nine and a half years or not quite nine and a half, but whatever. Because I don't post that much about her because I'm a terrible father, right? I mean, I don't think I'm a terrible father. I hope I'm not a terrible father. I hope I'm a, a better than decent husband. I think I'm a pretty good running coach. I'm, I'm, I think I've done some things as a runner. But if I start comparing myself to, to others that are better than me in various aspects of, of however I want to define what's better or, or not as good or where I am on the, on the, on the continuum, man, I'm, always gonna, I'm, I'm never going to measure up, quite frankly. And so if, if you find yourself playing that comparison game of, of your running and, and looking at maybe what I'm doing, maybe what other folks in the Facebook group are doing or other folks that you know on social media or in your, your local community... Don't compare yourself to them. Maybe you can compare yourself to yourself, but even then that can be that can be a slippery slope because maybe you're coming off of an injury and you're trying to compare to where you were 18 months ago when you were healthy and you were fit and you were peak peak, you know, goal race condition. And and now you you haven't run in in 6 weeks or 8 weeks or you're coming back from an injury and you're like, "God, I can I can barely go 2 miles or I'm struggling to to with my consistency. Consistency. I'm struggling to get out the door." two or three or four times a week when before I was running six days a week, come hell or high water every week, six days, 50 miles a week. Now I'm struggling for three days and eight miles. Well, you can't compare with where you were then because that's not where you are now, right? So even playing the comparison game with yourself is a struggle, but certainly don't play it with other people. But we do, we do, human nature and it's self-sabotage. So try to avoid playing the comparison game. Another area where we trip ourselves up, I think, at times is by just by simply lying to yourself, lying about the, the quality of work that you're doing, lying about the, the effort that you're putting into your work towards your pursuit of your goals, lying about maybe some of the other situations that are going on, some of the external factors. Lord knows I'm guilty of this on, on all kinds of fronts. A couple of examples just to try to, to drive the point home, point, point, huh? Yeah just to try to drive the point home and also to try to untangle my tongue that apparently isn't working very well today. Not unsurprisingly. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe here's one that I've done. Here's here's one I'm guilty of. Y'all know that I talk about foam rolling a lot. Y'all also know that I don't do as much foam rolling as I, as I say that I should, because I'm pretty honest about my hypocrisy when it comes to foam rolling. I can't tell you how many times, like not that I foam rolled that many times, right? I'm not trying to say that, but of the times that I've given myself credit for foam rolling, I don't know, 40%, 50% of those times I've maybe rolled for like 30 seconds and then just sat on the floor 
with my calves resting on the foam roller while I'm watching TV and just sat there for 20 minutes and be like, yeah, it was a good foam rolling session. Maybe I just laid back, used it as a, as a pillow, rolled my back for 17 seconds, rolled up and down my back a couple of times, got a couple of pops. All right, that felt good. Now we'll just use it as a pillow while I'm watching the rest of the game or the rest of the, the episode of whatever show we're watching. Said that I foam rolled. No, I didn't foam roll. I'm lying to myself. Lying to myself. I've had, I've had speed workouts where, you know, I mean, I definitely ran harder than my typical easy run. So like, did I do a harder session? Sure. Did I, did I sell out? Did I throw down? Did I push as, as, as hard as I could or as hard as the uh, workout should have, should have, should have been done? Did I execute the workout as well as I could have or should have? No, no. But I'll tell myself, yeah, I did, I did, I did a pretty good fart like workout today. I did a pretty good three by five minute repeats today. I didn't. It wasn't terrible, but was it pretty good? Did I did I really get my my money's worth for that workout? I mean, more often than not, no, no. Yet I'm telling myself, yeah, I did, I did, I did, I did you know, I did a workout this week. I did, a, I did a good workout. No, I eh. lying to myself, lying to myself. Um, those are just two examples. Like I said, there's dozens, there's hundreds, you know, of, of kind of going through the motions and telling yourself that telling myself, and again, maybe this, this hits home for you as well, that, that ah, I just went through the motions. That's good. You know, but, but, but not telling, not admitting that to yourself, right? Like saying you did the thing when all you did was kind of half-ass it at best. And so stop lying to yourself. Diz, stop lying to myself. If you're lying to yourself, maybe stop doing that as well. Just be honest with yourself. If you don't give a good effort, that doesn't mean it was a failure, right? If you, if you kind of poorly executed a workout, like, okay, is what it is, but don't give yourself credit for doing a good workout. Just, Hey, next time got to do better. Next time got to do better. Another area of self-sabotage. It's almost like a step beyond lying to yourself is just straight up neglect, straight up, just not doing the things that you know you need to do. Cue my foam rolling example. Yeah, that's probably a, a better one here because I just don't foam roll as much as I should, right? Because I know it's good for me. I know I feel better afterwards. I know it helps with recovery. Yet the couch is so much more comfortable. It's so much more comfortable to just veg on the couch for an hour, hour and a half in the evening before I go to bed. When you and I both know that I could veg on the couch for an hour and 20 minutes and get 10 good minutes of foam rolling, that would be better. But I just neglect it, Right? And, and I think this one is, is one that, again, we don't think of it necessarily as self-sabotage, but it is. If you're not strength training, you're, you're making your life as a runner harder. You, you just are. You can disagree with me, but I don't think there's, there's too many physiologists, there's too many kinesiologists, there's too many running coaches out there that would say, yeah, you know, don't strength train. <laughs> you're kidding me, right? Strength training, it's important. If you're not doing it, you're making your life harder. You're not getting enough sleep at night. You're not getting enough quality sleep. And oh, it is. I can I can function just fine on six hours of sleep. Just because you can get through the day doesn't mean you're functioning optimally, right? Get your butt in bed in, at, at night. And again, this this one isn't just this one isn't just me throwing stones. In fact, I shouldn't throw stones because I'm living in a very glass house right right now. But whether it's cross training, mobility, doing the little things, getting the strength training, you know. Do the things that you know are good for you. Do the things that you know make you feel better. Do the things that you know support your running habits and just all, you know just your other life and health and fitness goals. If you don't do them, if you're neglecting to do them, yeah, that's, that counts as self-sabotage. 
sign me up for the self-sabotage, especially when it comes to the foam rolling recovery, cross training. I'm just not, I'm just not doing what I need to do there. Last but not least on the list for today, although the list could probably continue along, but I mean, we're already going to be knocking on the door of 30 minutes here. So let's, let's, you know, try to not even pretend to be a quick tip, but let's try not to not be a freaking Q and a length episode either here, um, would be lack of ambition. And, and maybe that's quite, not quite the wrong way of saying it, but just an, un, an unwillingness to, to test the waters, which maybe is an ambition situation. Um, and, and for me, this one looks exactly like this. I said earlier that my last marathon was a 358. That was my PR. Guess when that was? 2019, I think. It's been four years. And I, like I said, I, I am confident, left, right, and center, that I am stronger, fitter, healthier than I was when I ran that, that race four years ago. Am I in BQ shape yet? No. No, 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 no. Still got a ways to go. But realistically, on a good day with a good training cycle, do I think I could knock off 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes off my PR? Yeah, probably. If I'm honest with you, if I signed up for a marathon for whenever, March, you know, that'd give me five months. That'd give me plenty of time to, to be, I already feel like I'm almost marathon fit right now in terms of like I could run it, but like five months of training, like I could be, I could be in pretty good position to throw down and see what happens. If I signed up for a marathon in March right now, if I'm honest, I'd probably aim for like 350, 355, still a PR, still felt like I'm moving the needle, but I don't know that I'd be, I don't know that I have the the nerve to go for it, to sell out. I don't know if I had the, the ambition to like, let's, let's throw down and see what happens. And see, the reason that's, that's me getting in my own way, the reason that's a form of self-sabotage is that let's just say for the sake of argument, if I threw down and had like the perfect day, let's say somehow I knocked 30 minutes off of my marathon time, which might be a stretch realistically, like that, that might be a stretch. Is it beyond the realm of possibility? Like with a good training cycle and the base I have now, like, I don't think so. So let's say that happened, right? Let's say I had the nerve to just throw down in March for this race that I'm not even signed up for. Um, and I, and I ran, you know, a three thirty. Well, now all of a sudden I still not a Boston qualifying time, right? I still need to go three ten to get, to get my Boston, to get my BQ, but three thirty to three ten. That feels, that feels a whole lot closer. I don't Maybe I don't know how to do maths very well, but that feels a whole lot closer than three fifty five to three ten. You know, and, and I'm not trying to kid myself and to think that like another good training cycle, I can knock another 20 minutes off, but like all of a sudden you start to look at, you know, all right, well, that's 20 minutes. You know, that's, that's, that's maybe just a handful of years away. If I'm looking at it from a 350, 355 to 310 in 45 minutes, like that's a long freaking way. So maybe, maybe if I would throw down, maybe if I'd put myself out there, if I would, if I would try if I, if I tried to go big, sure, it could blow up and I could end up with a 430 marathon. Could happen, right? If I, if I really went for it, sold out, and just crashed and burned like, like it was, you know, whatever. I don't know. Some, some just terrible dumpster fire of a train wreck. But what if, it, what if it clicks? What if it goes well? What if I struggle a little bit and only run a 338? That's still, that's still a 20-minute PR. And all of a sudden now that resets where I am, right? That resets where I am in the, in the, in the progress towards that goal. 
maybe I could blow myself away by what I'm capable of doing. And maybe that's the same for you. You know, maybe, maybe you're, you're thinking that, that a, you know, a two hour marathon or two hour half marathon, sorry, no, no offense, but I think that for most of you, a two hour marathon, that's probably out of the question. But maybe you're thinking that a two-hour half marathon is just unrealistic because you know you, you're running 217, 218, 222. Maybe it's it's not going to happen. Maybe that sub two isn't isn't six weeks away, but maybe it's six months away. Maybe maybe your trajectory is looking good, but you're just you're just not you're not seeing it. You're not willing to put yourself out there and try. You're not willing to to. And again, this could be a uh, totally an unconscious thing. But you're just not not willing to to you know take a swing, hike up the hike up the big boy panties, hike up the big girl panties, and like let's just give it hell and see what happens. Maybe it's time to have that little bit of ambition. Maybe it's time to to you know sign up for the race. Maybe it's time to put your your goal out there, big goal. Maybe it's time to hire a coach to help you out. Maybe that coach is me. Maybe it's not. But you know maybe that that lack of taking a chance, that lack of ambition to just lay it all on the line and see what happens is holding you back from where you could be from the progress you could be making towards some of your big goals. So there you go. Like I said, I struggle with all of these at times. I think, I I think I'm doing all right with the impatience piece. Maybe sometimes I'm too patient though. Maybe, maybe that's the dichotomy is I'm too patient, which then means I have a lack of ambition towards some of my big goals. How about that? How about them apples? whether we're talking about impatience, whether we're talking about comparing ourselves to others, even sometimes comparing ourselves to ourselves, we're talking about lying to yourself, telling yourself, convincing yourself that you're doing enough when you know you're not, maybe just not even doing it all, just straight up neglect or a lack of ambition. There are no shortage of ways that we can get in our own way. I do it. I've seen people that I coach do it. I've seen people that I don't coach do it. You know, just that I've talked to online. Maybe you're one of them. My, my guess, I don't want to say that my hope is that if you're listening to this, you have one or two of these areas that you're struggling with, because I hope that you don't, I hope that you're, you're getting out of your own way. But my, my, my hunch is that, like I said earlier, I think I said it earlier, at least this is something of a human condition, something that we all struggle with from time to time. Some of us more than others. Some of us, you know, struggling with three, four, five of them. Some of us maybe only struggle with one or two, but the goal for today, the ambition for today is that by me talking about it, my, me putting myself on blast a little bit quite honestly. Um, hopefully that helps you to recognize that maybe there's some areas and maybe it's a different area than what we talked about today. Very well could be, but maybe there's an area of your running life where you are getting in your own way a little bit. And maybe as we head towards 2024, or whenever you're listening to this, as we head towards tomorrow, maybe you can, you can give a little focus to that area where you're, you're making your life a little bit more difficult, where you're self-sabotaging your own running progress just a little bit. And maybe you can, you can clear that up a little bit and get out of your own way. And then when you do that, who knows, who knows where, what kind of progress you could see, what kind of goals that you currently have that you could blow on past and set new goals, bigger goals, loftier goals for yourself in the future. Just get out of your own way. Just get out of your own way. So there we go. At this runs on X at this runs on Instagram at this runs on threads. Hit me up. If you have thoughts for today's episode, if you have ways that you, are a bit uh, of a self-saboteur. If you're in, you're in company, whether you th- consider me good company or bad company, I am I am holding down the fort here on the self-sabotage island. 
Uh, if, you, if you're struggling in an area and you're willing to share it, I'd love to hear what you're struggling with and maybe what your plan is to try to get a little bit better there. Or if you, if you don't have a plan, hey, let's start talking about it and maybe we can help, you know, going back and forth a little bit, help to figure out a way to, to get out of your own way. Make your running life or just your other life a little bit easier. Uh, if you want to shoot me an email, you can do that as well. Of course, disruns at gmail.com. And if you want to head over to the show notes for today where there's some memes, there's some gifs, there's some nonsense as per usual, disruns.com slash 1202. We'll get you there. Disruns.com slash 1202. Back to the show notes for today for all the things comment section included down there at the bottom. Thanks again to Dry Seats for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, glad to have them back on board. You're going to be hearing about them uh, quite a bit over the next several weeks, but it's it's a really solid product. I'm not kidding you. Um, love my dry seat. And uh, if you don't have one yet, and if you if if you if you're still trying to play the game with like the old the old beach towel, just step up your game. Get a dry seat. Uh, put it on your your Christmas list, your Hanukkah list, your birthday list, or your Festivus list, or whatever whatever reason somebody might be getting you a gift at the some point in the not too distant future. Ask for a dry seat dry-seats.com that seats with an s at the end d-r-i-s-e-a-t-s.com diz20 at checkout this diz20 at checkout save yourself 20 percent on your order and with that we'll go ahead and wrap this one up y'all thanks for the time thanks for the attention thanks for supporting dry seats thanks dry seats for supporting today's episode and uh, until next time y'all be well take good care thanks again for listening and uh we'll talk soon right see you (laughs) 